Yo, welcome back to the Youth of the Nation podcast. This is episode 13, where I'm chatting with my man DJ. We have a great talk about consistency, and he shares a great story on where he was consistent with a student. And also, we talk about his brand, Creative Society, and how it's just going so much deeper than just clothes. And finally, we talk about the words to speak over this generation, the positive words to speak over this generation. So, Hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, DJ, say what's up. What's good? Yo, man. Um, DJ is a youth pastor. Where do you pastor at, bro? Yeah, I'm over here at New Life, um, the city of Kent, the heart of Kent. Yeah. So I've been Sweet. out here for, man, two months now. I just made the move, so... Been out here killing it over here, new life. <laughs> yes, the ministry is amazing. Go follow DJ, uh, DJ. Dot, how do you pronounce your last name, bro? I don't it's just Marin. Marin. Okay, got it. Yeah. If you're, if you're Hispanic, it's Marin. But... Oh, okay, Marin. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got too many trophies that say Martin. People be messing up my last name. Bro. Oh man. Yeah. Martin. That's <laughs> Martin. They can't do that. It's tough, bro. Real tough. No, I get it. My uh, my last name is Burdine, and people are like Burdine. Oh um, no, Burdini. Um, <laughs> it's all over the place. Dang. And my and my last name is not even like an ethnic last name, so it should be easy. Right. They right. still Burdini mess it sounds, up. Burdini sounds a little Italian. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're trying to add that little Italian flavor to it, or whatever. That's dirty. <laughs> Real dirty. Well, DJ, I'm excited to. Uh, interview with you today bro um, we've been linking back and forth for the past couple of days and um, there's a couple of things that I see just on Instagram and in your story and the few times we've uh, dapped each other up and talked that I just wanted to ask you um, and this is the platform where I get to do it um, so I'm excited man dope man honored to be on bro I love the show of course well my first question and I, I, I usually ask everyone this question is what uh, what do you believe your why is? Like, why do you get up in the morning and do what you do? Um, just to be on this podcast. No, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> man, you know, um, so I uh, didn't grow up in church. Um, and I never really had a male figure in my life. My dad's alcoholic and a drug addict. Um, and by the grace of God, we have a relationship now. But growing up, um, I didn't have a relationship. And then my mom remarried um, to an amazing man. And uh, actually, five years after they got married, he passed away. And so I never really had a male influence in my life. And uh, the city I'm from, I'm from Kent, Washington. I was born in uh, actually Ventura, California, but I grew up in Kent. Um, Kent is like the number 16 on the list uh, in diversity um, in our nation. They're not wow. even just in the state, like in our nation. Yeah. And uh, I grew up just uh, with a bunch of friends with a ton of broken homes. We all had, uh, we all had mamas and we didn't have dads. And yeah. so... Um, you know, when I gave my life to Jesus, like I had a, I had a pastor who was just present in my life. Like he went to literally, I'm not joking. Like every first day of a job I had, um, it's too many to count. Uh, Cause I like jobs for a couple of weeks and then I go to the next one. Um, but that was like early on in the game and yeah. then um, he was just present. And, um, for me, I just really felt a call in my life. Like my why is to just be a consistent present figure. Um, it's one thing to be present, it's another to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, I use consistency because like you have people who want to make a change, you'll have them, um, do that, but it's not consistent and it's not effective. 
And yeah. so my why is being a consistent present figure in the community. Um, and really that's just ha- has gotten me so far, man, because, uh, you know, a lot of people do it for a paycheck. You know, a lot of people do it for some social media clout. Um, that's <laughs> what their why is. But for me, man, it's just to be present. And if I could see just one young person with no dad, no mom, maybe they're a foster kid, homeless or whatever, I could see them um, find their why to help others find their why. Then I, mm-hmm. I, I did it. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. um, that's just been major for me. And that's really just what gets me through. And that's how I build my team, too, in youth ministry. Like, I don't care how talented you are or you aren't. I don't care how experienced you are and you aren't. Can you be consistent? Yeah. And uh, and really, I think you see ministry grow when people are just consistent and present. So, yeah, man, I just, just wanted to be something for my city that I didn't have. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, I mean, that's huge, man. I never even thought about that. But even when I grew up, like, we had a bunch of moms, but not a lot of dads. Right. Um, and not a lot of guys uh, that could give us that father presence. And um, when I grew up, you know, I met a guy, Eddie Johnson, uh, loved the Lord, was my youth pastor. He's actually my coworker now, which is kind of oh, funny. Wow. Um, but I love what you're saying, consistent presence. Um, yeah. What is, is there an example of a student or a person in your life? Um, you kind of named a couple, but like, an example of like where you were a consistent presence to someone and you've seen their life kind of just flip around. Yeah. Um, man, there's, there's a few, um, we had this, uh, we had this young man named Chris come into our youth ministry one day. I preached, I I was preaching and I came off the stage and uh, a lot of times when you communicate, you have, you have the lingers and those are people who just were really impacted by the word. Yeah, um, and there's like, like one or two people, and I'm not saying it's like a crowd. Like I'm not Jesus; yeah, I don't have crowds. But yeah, it's like <laughs> one or two people. And you had this kid, man. He's five foot three, on a good day, like with high heels. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, big strong kid, and he was crying. I'm like, "What's up, man?" He was like, um, "I really like the word, but I, I'm distracted right now." I was like, "What's going on?" And he was like, um, "I, I want to play college football." I was like, "Oh, but you're five foot three. <laughs> I didn't. Say that. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, so what's wrong?" And he was like. I hate going to school. And mm. I was like, bro, like you, you need, you need to go to school. Like yeah. you, if you want to play college ball, you gotta, you gotta have academics. And he was like, I haven't been in school since football stopped. And he was like, my football coach stopped hanging out with me. stopped talking to me. All my, all my teammates when the season ended to stop talking to me Um, that year, they even went zero and 10 in the regular season. So mm. he was just, he was just leaving this rough season. Dad wasn't present. Uh, mom was super sick, struggling with money, all these things. And, um, I remember this was like, I want to say it was in November that he came to our youth ministry and I was like, Hey man, I'm trying to give him advice on how he can get his diploma, all that stuff. And I was like, yo, like if, if you graduate, I'll buy you custom cleats to whatever college you're going to. And so Jeez. two months later, this is November, December. So January, he comes back smiling ear to ear. I'm like, what's up? And he was like, I took your advice and I graduated five months early. Mm. I was like, what? You're about to drop out. He goes, nah. I enrolled in online school and I literally finished my, I finished all my credits early. Like I'm out of school now. I was like, that's crazy, bro. And he was like, where are my cleats? <laughs> okay, we'll get your cleats. Let's get you in college. And yeah. so he was, man, we were hanging out every week. We were checking in. Um, he was trying to get me to work out. Um, I didn't know what that was. Like, <laughs> um, and he was trying to get me to work out and we were just checking every week, man. And um, one thing that really stuck to me is he said, my football coach and all my teammates stopped talking to me when what I was doing wasn't important to them anymore. Mm. And I think so often young people, just all types of people, 
they lose their groups, they lose their people because they're not able to provide why they were close in the first place. And that's why I mean by consistency. I want to be in someone's life if they're failing or succeeding, if they're if they're growing or if they're stagnant, if they're backpack. Like I just want like that's what the whole consistency thing is. And so for yeah. me with Chris, oh sorry, I said his name. I'll just say it. his name is Chris. <laughs> me with Chris, he um it was about consistency for him. Yeah. And I said, no matter what, I'm going to stick with him. And so, man, for the next year, he got involved in youth. He started preaching, leading small groups, man. Like, he was killing it. And I'm yeah. talking, like, severe introvert. Mm-hmm. And was just killing the game. Like, And it was just, like, constant, like, how are you doing? How can I help you? How can I serve you? How can I love the city better? How can I love you better? It was, like, a constant relationship. And um, a year a year later from when he um, – oh, he never got into college. And a year later from when he first went to our youth, he, he shows up to our church with a big smile on his face again. I'm like, what's up? And he had an accept, a acceptance letter. Wow. It was Santa Monica College, like a small yeah. folk college. And it was like a quarter ride scholarship, like paid for him to go play football there. And like, I think the biggest thing was being there at his lowest and then being there at his healthiest and then being there at his highest. And even yeah. now, man, we talk every other week. And that's like, for me, that's a win. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. um, we had a meeting, gosh, we had a youth meeting, like maybe a year ago. And I had a, I had a leader ask me, what do you consider ministry success? Right. Yeah. And it kind of threw me off. And then he suggested right after he goes, is it a hundred people or 150 or how many? And it really struck me like, what? Like, that's not even why I'm doing it. Yeah. And I said, um, I said, let me tell you ministry success. I said, two years ago, um, there's a girl by the name of Kelsey. I baptized her. Um, and in two weeks I'm marrying her. That's what I said at the time yeah. and not marrying her like my wife, but like I, I officiated her and her husband's, um, wedding. Wow. And I was like, that's ministry success is, is, does this last, like she still goes to church. She's still faithful. She's married, has a son, like, like that's ministry success beyond anything else that we can do. That's where the success lies. And that's that. And that's why the why is so important. Like you asked what the why is, that's why it's so important is because even five years after her youth ministry days, she's still living it out and still even pursuing her why. Yeah. Wow. That's huge, man. Yeah, man. Come on. Going (laughs) deep. That's huge. Um, Wow. Yeah. Just consistent presence and not giving up like everyone else. Everyone else has or um, did, and that's good, man. Have you ever heard of, uh, I want to say it's it's Father G. Have you ever heard of him? Yes, I have. So Father G said in one of his books, he said, um, you know, if I could be more consistent than the drug dealers or the abusive parents or the whatevers, if I could be more consistent than them, then I'll win. Mm -hmm. And, bro, that really stuck with me forever. Yeah. That really stuck with me forever because so many people, they they want the win before they want the work. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And, like, we're not going to win kids if, like, you know, everyone else is more consistent than us. Yeah. So, yeah. That's man. huge. That's so huge. Yeah, DJ, that is a good word right there. Um, I <laughs> think, and, that's, and that speaks, because I've had people that were older than me that spoke to me, like, you know, it's all about consistency. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't right. get that. I'm not here for that. And especially in uh, early in high school, before I was a Jesus guy, um, I was annoyed by people telling me to be consistent 
because they were asking me to live something that I had never seen. Right. And I was like, I was like, I hear you. Like I I hear consistent, like, you know, but I've never seen that. Um, I've never had anyone in my life longer than a couple years besides my mom. Like that's just, that's just how it is. And it kind of took a pastor to go, no consistency, um, is important and this is why because you know it's the heart of god it's the heart of it's the heart of man it's the heart of how you're gonna love someone faithfully and i'm like oh this makes more sense because someone did it with me instead of saying no you need to be consistent like you did Um, right chris man that's that's so good i think it's even bigger too man to not just coach people on being consistent but also exemplifying it yeah you know what I'm saying? Because, man, so many people want to be consistent and present, but they just can't. And then yeah. they promise that they will be. And then they just fail through. And then they want so bad the outcome of being consistent. Like, And I think that would be my biggest thing Like for people who are like, man, like, I just I want to make a shift in my life. I want to make impact in young people's lives. Be consistent. And don't say you're going to be consistent. Like, literally be consistent. Yeah. You know, like, there's nothing worse than when my dad would be like, hey, I'm going to be at your baseball game. Never showed up. <sighs> nothing worse than, hey, I'm going to. I'm going to pick you up from school and then I had to walk four miles. So I'm like, there's nothing yep. worse yep. than like, if you're not going to come, don't say you're going to come. Like I'll figure it out. But like to say, to say you're committed and, and to not be committed, man, that's the tough. That's that's yep. the part that yep. gets hard. So, yeah. And that's what, yeah. that's what hurts kids the most. That's what, yeah. that's what hurts. I mean, that's what hurts adults the most is just right. not following through. Yeah. Um, you could talk about consistency for hours. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can and about how important it is. Um, but yeah, man, I'm sh- and I'm sure Chris, um, he's forever grateful for being taught that and you walking it out with him. For sure. Like, I couldn't even imagine. Uh, I, there's so many, you know, especially football guys, but like so many football guys who they have so much potential to be great football players or just even great leaders of people. Right. Um, but all they know is football or all they know is this and this. Right. You don't know the leadership qualities behind it. Like you said, like you could have been like, oh, bro, don't worry about school. You're just a great athlete. Just right. go be a great athlete. But what you said was, nah, you're going to have to go get your school done. And he went and did it sooner. Right. Like, yeah, I, I love that. I'm about to steal that for a sermon, bro. Right. It's so important, too, bro, <laughs> especially with athletes, bro. Like, you know, like the tough part is like seeing these incredible athletes that suck at school. Yep. Like, man, we like like Kent Ridge. I went to Kent Ridge. Like we could have been so nasty had we just had our athletes just hit the books. Yeah. And the tough part is, like, athletes will hit the books during basketball season or during football season mm-hmm. when it's needed. And then the rest of the year, they're not taking care of what they got to take care of. And then the following year, they're suspended 10 games or eight games. Or yeah, they can't do it. Whatever. Yeah. Like, that's that's consistency. Like, hit your books all year. Like, it's literally four years of high school, and then you can do whatever you want. Like, yep. talent talent only goes so far, bro. Like, for, for sure. Real. Yep. And that's within – that's within – you know, go going beyond athletics. You gotta have that work ethic. Like, for sure. You know, imagine if you were, you know, you're a youth pastor. And you're like, bro, I can preach the greatest sermons in the world. Yeah, and I can sit here and do the greatest altar calls, and I'm about to pray in tongues, and people are gonna have seizures in the spirit. <laughs> and and then they were like, but what do you know? And you were like, well, I really read the book of Mark a couple times, and right. that's what I can give. And people are like, well, that's good, and it'll go so far. But what about a kid when a kid asks you about this and this and this? Right. Um, there's so much more that goes behind work um, right. that we don't even see, which yeah. is ethic. Well, I think the worst thing, too, is, bro, when you have to delegate a question that you should know to someone else. Yeah. 
like I can connect with this kid so well because his dad's not present and his mom is grinding out working two jobs. Like I could relate so well, but I I'm not consistent with the things we should be consistent with. So I have to delegate this to somebody else. Yeah. Like I have to give this off to somebody else and I just miss a connection that could have been the next person who I can talk about on a why or the next person who's, you know, leading a hundred young people or the next yep. person like whatever. Like like the whole biggest thing on being consistent, the things you should be consistent about is that you don't have to give it up. I mean, sometimes if you don't know, it's okay to just be like, I don't know. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But like when it's things you should know, it's tough to just be like, uh, go ask so and so. Yeah. Yo, what up? It's Nate again. Hey, I just want to interrupt this great interview with DJ to say you can now support me on Anchor if you would like to financially. Uh, at anchor.fm backslash Nate Burdeen. There's a link there to support me in any way that you can. Again, don't feel obliged to. Uh, but hey, if you like to see better episodes, maybe more content on the podcast, go ahead and drop uh, some support in that. That would be fantastic. So again, thank you for supporting the podcast and enjoy the rest of the episode. clothing brand am i correct yeah dude explain that so it actually um the the clothing is just phase one yeah um, i really wanted to start a blog um like every other pastor but i i'm so bothered bro like <laughs> when i go to all these when i go to all these blogs like they're really cool but all the letters freak me out like if i'm being honest with you and i was like man these dudes need videos or visuals or jokes or music like i don't want to just read a sermon yeah you know what i'm saying like um, I struggle with reading books, like, and so um, I went to my pastor. I'm like, hey, like, what if I did a blog with like videos and audio and all this cool stuff? And he was like, do it. And then one night, man, I was at work. Um, I, I work at the Port of Seattle. Uh, yeah. And I was at work, and I was, and it just came to me, bro. I was like, what if I created a creative platform that wasn't Christian based, but that was safe for believers, but also that has so much different levels of content. Um, I'm, I'm so inspired by podcasts I listen to, um, including this one. I'm mm-hmm. so inspired by all deaf digital, the videos, the funny stuff they do. Yeah. Um, but also some of these, some of these people's writings. And I'm like, man, if you can take that writing and add a visual or take that writing and add like, you know, some sounds or something that they can take away with it and not have to worry about this big old paragraph they read. Yeah. So I started coming up with all these different segments. Like, um, I want so bad to have 10 different podcasts on the creative society channel. Like I want so bad for there to be like an active clothing brand, like an active, um, active, like designers who are posting fashion Fridays. Like like I wanted it to go beyond, um, just a blog. And so I was like, man, I want to create a a collective website that could be an app. Like that can be on Snapchat. One of the, one of the things on Snapchat, you know, the stories on Snapchat, like creative society could be one of those where people can look through and it's like, updated and creative i also want to put seattle on the map you ever been bored in seattle like you don't know what to do like yeah. you go to pike place once you go to space needle if you like heights once and that's it like i want to be able to put seattle on the map where you can do stuff and i'm like and but it was all these ideas in one and it was like overwhelming me yeah and i'm like okay i need a name and so i started going i had some crazy names bro it was like lost and found i'm like nah it's too churchy <laughs> it was it was corny and then um my wife asked me like um, you know, what do you want it to be? I'm like, I want it to be like a society, like something that's like people are like, this is my DNA, it's what I do, and I want it to be creative. And right there, just hit me, creative society. Yep. And I'm like, yo, that's hard. Like, that sounds filthy. Um, and so I just stuck with it, man. Like, we made our logo, and I'm like, cool. I got a name. Now, what do I do? 
And I had no money to fund it. Um, I, I don't know what to do. And I just felt like, well, I know how to make clothes. I make all of our churches clothes. Like I know how to make designs. Like I designed for pizza companies and all that stuff. Like, yeah. let me just put out some, let me put out some merchandise. Let me put out some clothes. And so um, we put out the clothes. We, we actually just dropped the line. It was, uh, we call it our simplicity. It was like uh, season one. And uh, we dropped two shirts and a long sleeve. And pretty much the whole thought of it is, well, we first we did the um, GoFundMe and it was no love. Like, I think I, I, think I, I, think I got five bucks. Oh, man. Yeah. And so, um, <laughs> no love. And so I'm like, cool, let's just pay out of pocket for the merchandise. Hopefully we make that money back. Yeah. So um, we dropped our first line. And the whole idea is let's drop our line so we can pay back, you know, get it out there, get our social media out there. And then let's purchase the website and let's just stick to fashion for six months. Yep. Um, and hopefully in time, people buy into the vision, buy into what we're doing. Um, the long-term goal is like, I really want a creative platform that's giving back to the youth that like, if someone can play phenomenally in Louisiana, the trumpet, and they're just moving people, we can give them a platform yeah. without them having to retweet me, retweet me, retweet me. But it's like, Hey, this is what we heard from Louisiana. And then over the years, like, it'd be so cool to have a creative society scholarship, like a creative, yeah. like this girl's killing it in ceramics out in Spanaway and she has no money to go to college, but these colleges want her, hey, let's write you a $1,000, $2,000, $5,000, $10,000 grant scholarship to yeah. career society. But the tough part is just kicking it off, bro. It's just starting. it. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And so um, that's what it is, man. Right now, it's simple. just the clothing line. Um, we're just trying to get our name out there, um, get people to buy in. I got a, I got a small team uh, who helped me just creatively, uh, and it's it's hard, man. Like it's not a joke when people say that it's a grind. Like this is something. It's not like getting hired at a church that's already established or having a youth ministry that's already grown. Like you're starting from the ground. Yeah. And so once we get once we get our, all of our merch sold, and hopefully we get some like business owners that are like, yo, we want to buy in, like we're all in for this, then really we can really get the ball rolling, kind of yeah. get a podcast going. Um, I had this idea, um, like these like video blogs, like vlogs almost, I guess. And that's what they yeah. call right? Vlogs. Yeah. <laughs> and man, I'm just like, I'm just so excited about it, but it's just gonna, it's gonna take time. Content takes time. And so, yeah, I want to put out like, original content i don't want to just be copying all deaf digital like i don't want them to be like creative society is like all deaf digital but churchier or yeah you know what i'm saying creative society is just like um i don't know is like off-white but different you know what i'm saying like i yeah. want creative society to have its own branding but also to kind of fit the culture yeah and give young people a platform where they can go and get good content they can go and get inspired and they can go and help create you know what i'm saying and um, yeah. i don't know if i've ever seen a creative platform like that or something with so much diversity where people from all over the country could be feeding into one website so it's a lot man i'm excited yeah i'm really excited one of my favorite things is going to be um this thing called health to health and um, the first health is h-e-l-l-t-h like health Mm -hmm. and then the second health is health and it's a transparency like young people weight loss blog and i think a lot of times you see the dude with like a 35 pack and he was like yeah i was 400 pounds two weeks ago i was like that's impossible like how do you even do that and, and really just pictures of people who are not happy with their bodies who could be transparent and just really inspire young people. So it's a lot, man. Wow. I love it, though. I love creative society, and um, I'm just excited, man. It's kind of cool seeing people at my church rocking my shirts. And, yeah. Um, you know, uh, Mosaic was just in town, and one of their singers um, bought a shirt off of one of our youth leaders who rock, who's part of creative society. Yeah. It was just really cool, bro. Like, 
even just that and and they bought it not because the shirt was dope because the shirt's dope don't get me wrong mm-hmm. but just because the mission like they heard the mission like yo i'm in wow so, yeah man it's my baby wow that was uh that's that's huge yeah wow well then how can how can people support you how can others support you um on this kind of whole mission especially if it's done yeah. as like a clothing line like how can we for sure help you I think there's four things. Number one, just be praying for us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't want this to be something that um, is cool for a year and goes away. Like, I want this to be organic and I want it to be healthy. So just be praying for us. Um, pray for us that, you know, we keep the right minds. That If we ever were to blow up, that, you know, we stay on our mission. Um, and then just be praying for us financially. And I think that's the second thing is um, follow our Instagram. Um, it's CRTV underscore SOC, um, Creative Society. Or you can just look up Creative Society in the search bar. We'll pop up. Um, and then if you really want to, you can partner with us financially two ways. One, you can click on the GoFundMe yep. and help out there. Um, I know people are against GoFundMe, so you could DM me if there's another way you want to help. Um, or get some merch, man. Like yeah. that's, that's really the coolest way because you're representing our brand. You're bought into the Creative Society family and you're helping us financially. And so, yep. um, lots of ways to do that. We got a black tee, um, both champion black tee and the white tee. They both say Creative Society. And then we have our long sleeve, um, which is my favorite, um, so yeah, man. I gotta give me a shirt, bro. Yeah, man. You do. You, I'll plug you. I'll get you. We'll get you one of the free ones. Man. Hey, let's do it. That's yeah. awesome, man. Yeah, I think it goes support that. And I think what I love about the mission is what I found in kind of like this digital age and digital platforms is people just want to make content. Yeah. Um, but there's no mission behind it, you know. So right. it's like, um, what what am I trying to think about? Like, there's there's like just some things you see on social media, like all these meme pages, right? It's like, right. Um, like they make like these brands around just memes, right. but there's no mission. It's just we just want to make people laugh, which yeah. is fine, whatever. But I think your mission is not just to impact uh, you know the people that you minister to, but to impact people around the world that may not even be churched, for uh, sure. Which is so great, sure. and yeah, that's the point. You, that's our heart. That's what Jesus called us to do. And I, um, I'm on board, dude. So in every way, for I'm sure about. Um, yeah man and honestly bro the biggest thing is like you know it's so funny so many christians and believers and even influential people are retreating from social media yeah like they're like oh there's so much drama i'm done or there's so much negativity i'm done but what's happening is the more more those people are done the more that the negative content is getting popular and getting around those voices yeah and so if creative society can stick around, even if the believers are leaving, even if all these people are leaving, if they can stick through yep. and create some content that young people can love, that they want to share and be a part of, um, then that's ultimately, that really goes in with the why. Like, that's the win, is that we're just consistent. Yeah. You know, even if people are bashing us, even if people are hating, even if all these other things are happening, like, if we could just stick to our mission, bro, like, creative society is going to be big. Um, especially with content. Like, that's the part that, that kills me about the older Christians is like, oh, I'm just done with social media. Like, it's just so much drama. It's like, yeah, but that's where the people are. Yep. And so if you want to love people, like, like I know you didn't you can wrap your mind around this when the Mac was humongous, but, like, when the phones were, you know, the size of the calculators, like, I know you couldn't wrap your mind around that then, but, like, you almost have to now because where the people are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that's, that's our go-to is social media, but, like, that's not something we should be retreating from. Like, we don't go in downtown Seattle, I'm like, oh, there's too many homeless people. I don't want to love them, so I'm just going to never come to Seattle again. No, we have Sheesh. mission fields that yeah. go into Seattle. And so, you know, that's the biggest thing is, like, we can't, we got to stop retreating from the negative. Like, Jesus walked mm-hmm. into the dirt and into the messy, and he embraced it and loved it, and then he defended it. 
You know what I'm saying? And so yeah, that's that's I mean, it really goes in with creative society and our why is we're just trying to walk into the mess, man, and be present in it. Yeah. Wow. Walk into the mess. That's good, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So go support go support Creative Society on Instagram. Um that is in on the GoFundMe. I don't know why I'll be tripping on the GoFundMe. Go show love. Uh, yeah. Venmo, uh PayPal. Um yeah. you do food stamps, bro. Stroke. Nah, I mean I'll take a couple food stamps. I'm on I'm on that keto, bro. So I don't know what I, I don't hey. know if I can get anything healthy with it, but no, nah, I don't think they do that yeah. on the on the on the food stamps. Nah. <laughs> so when someone was like, "Oh, I want a partner," and they heard food stamps, like, "Yep, yeah, I'm I'm partner. I'm gonna send them the food stamps." Yep, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs>
You know, like oftentimes you hear like some successful people in ministry are like, yeah, I used to throw fat parties and now I run a youth ministry. Well, you're still throwing fat parties. You're just not getting turned. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, like, you know, how did this, how did this brand get so big? Oh, I used to, you know, design for this pizza company and now my brand's big because I made my own stuff. Like, like, like with that awareness and the creativity, man, like young people can make a huge dent, bro. Yeah. And I'm just tired of people bashing young people. I get it though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, uh, but the tough part is, like, the same people who are bashing young people are the ones who are not willing to be consistent and, and all in. Okay. You know, like, we mentor out of school. I won't say the name, but we mentor out of school um, over here in Kent. And um, the kids who I have the best relationships with are the ones in ISS, in the hallways. Yep. Um, the ones that come to our church because they're suspended. Like, and the reason is, is because I have a relationship with them. I'm not, spe- I'm not spending my whole time sending them out of class. Yeah. And, and a lot of people who say these things about a generation are spiritually, mentally, physically, or verbally sending them out of class. And it may not be out of a class, but sending them out of opportunity and sending them out all these things because they're basing them off of, oh, it's just this generation or just that. Well, it's not going to change unless we love, you know, it's not going to change yeah. unless, we're, unless we're president. So, yeah, man. Wow. Yeah, that's huge. And I think I love that you said willing because I was um, yeah, I was meeting with John, you know, John Asher. Um, yes, it's my guy. And I was meeting with him and he kind of said like the same thing, like the generation, this generation is known to want to make stuff. They want to make everything like they want right. to be creative. They want to publish. They just want stuff out there for people to see and people to be yeah. um, either proud of or accepting of. Um, but in that same right, they're also they're willing to take that risk. Right. Um, and but what we find i think the most interesting thing in this generation is where it's kind of split down the middle where we have a bunch of kids who are just want to go do it and do it and do it and do it and then they will do it and then you have kids who want to like you said who want to be willing like they're willing but they're scared because of judgment um from their peers or from other people um or from because it's easy to attack young people I don't know what you think about this, but to me, it's easy to attack young people because yeah. we th- we believe that they're not knowledgeable enough to right. defend themselves. Like I'm 20, so I'm yeah. I'm you know I'm young, and I feel like so many times when I'm having conversations that you know are reserved for old dudes, yeah, I get attacked because I'm just not knowledgeable enough to defend myself. Um, but then that's that's where pe- that's where that's why young people are easy to attack. I believe. Right. Um, but then what we're finding in this generation is young people are tired of being attacked. They're like, yo, yeah, I'm about to square up. Who's who's in the crosshairs? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, bro, is like is that young people are also mad knowledgeable. Yep. Because they have everything in their hand. Yeah. And if it's like, you know, it's funny, man. I see a lot with a lot of young people is that they get good grades in classes that they want to. Yep. You ever notice that? Like, these dudes will get A's in PE and math and English, but they hate science, so they have an F. Or they, hate, they hate Spanish, so they That's have. how I was. That's how I was, too. <laughs> and it's so funny because it kind of goes along with that. Like, like old people will attack somebody. Older people. I'm not saying old people. Yeah. All old people. Old, Some older yes. people, more experienced people, will attack somebody on what they're passionate about. But ha- have you flipped that? You know what I'm saying? Like, like you know, I heard the other day just baffled me. Someone's like, "Yeah, Curry might be the best guard to ever play in the NBA," and I laughed. <laughs> but that's what their—that's their knowledge. That's what's getting played in front of them. That, yeah. His highlights are getting played. It's not Kobe, who, in my opinion, was the best guard. But anyway, <laughs> it's not Jordan. It's not 
magic. Like that stuff's not getting played in front of them. It's it's what's in front of them. It's what's in their hand. Yeah. And so like kids are passionate about what's in their hand. Like I get in arguments all the time when they try to tell me any rapper with the name Lil in in the front other than Wayne. He's oh, like filthy. I'm like, bro, on. Lil Dookie's not good. What are you saying? He's got, does he have the hiccups? Like, like this is not rap. Like I used to get, I used to get bent, and it's not like I get mad, but I just be like, but that's what they know. I'm like, yeah. Bro, like, have you ever heard of like Jay Z? Like the like the Blueprint too. Like this is one of the best albums that ever came out in the world. Like Jay Z's weak. I'm like, oh, I'll we'll square yeah. up. Like I'll fight a kid, but that's <laughs> my knowledge and that's sure. their knowledge. And so I think really to get young people to be successful is we need to be willing, be willing to allow them to create what's what's really going to impact them and their people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because that's sure. been the tough part about this whole thing, bro, is that we want them to like what we like. We want them to 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 be all in what we're doing and our young people, they want to create, but they want to create what they want to create. They don't want to create. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why I feel like for our youth ministry, even, bro, we do youth ministry completely different than what we used to do. Yeah, you know what I'm saying because it's a different audience, it's different kids. They want to create. Hey, pastor, can I help you make the next logo? Yeah, let's do it. Hey, mm-hmm. pastor, can I help you blah, blah, blah. Like they're just so in to help create. And I yeah. totally agree with John. John is like the hottest old dude I ever met in my life. <laughs> uh, and he's not even old. It's just that gray hair, bro. Yeah. Um, but I said that one time I preached at the uh, central campus like, for the youth, and I was giving a shout out. It was like before. my pastor said, "Yeah, they don't hire, they don't hire anybody ugly." I was dying. But anyways, um, <laughs> and so, and so. I love what John said. Like they want to create, but at the same time, they also want to create what they want to create. Yeah. And so how can we, how can we with the generation really, really kneel down and be like, Hey, I'm in, let me help you create what you want to create. Uh, and that's just being present. That's just learning. That's just yeah. learning from them. Yeah. Wow. DJ. Well, DJ, I, the, the words I get from what our little interview, our little session is uh, consistency, presence uh, and create which for I sure. think um, isn't just for, I'm finding that I, I do not just have youth pastors listening to this. Um, I got a bunch of middle schoolers and high schoolers, the ones I minister to yeah. that are listening to this. Um, for sure. I had some dude, I had some, uh, a girl out in Seattle who was like, Hey, I'm listening to your podcast. I was like, I have no clue who you are. Um, That's but, huge. Uh, which is, yeah, which is so awesome. Um, and just to encourage the person that's listening to this, go be creative. For um, sure. Because I love what DJ is doing. And when I look at DJ's life, you look at his life, you look at his social media, like, what does this dude do? Because he's pastoring, but he's working at the Port of Seattle. And I think, and but he also has this vision. Um, yeah. And what I see in that, bro, is that you you know how to work without the platform. Right. Because um, creative society, right, it's not the biggest thing in the world right now. Um, but nah. you're working towards it. It's like, yeah. it's, it's, it's not your side hustle. It's a hustle. Right. But, um you're still working. And a lot of people would be like, why are you doing youth ministry and working, you know, in Seattle? And then why are you working? You know, it's like, it's confusing to people. But to me, like, I'm like, dude, I get that. Cause that, yeah, that's, what's going to tell a kid like, Oh, work, work is good. Cause work isn't, yeah. you know, I love what Matt Harder said a couple weeks ago. He was like, um, he, he used to love that. Sexy. And I think it's so funny. Like work isn't sexy. Like people no. don't, People don't like it, but when we do it, but when we actually do it, um, it can change our lives. So creativity, um, I encourage anyone that's listening to this um, to start working on that. Whatever you, whatever sure. dream you have, write it down. That's what I do. Uh, I just write yeah. down and, every dream. And 
and also, man, also like for you guys listening to creativity is major, but you got to be about the grind. Yep. And keep the main things the main thing. Like, um, I was actually just telling one of our leaders, like, I really feel like a lot of our young adults are being um, affected because they just feel overworked. I don't really believe in overwork other than not, unless I'm in the gym. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And what I mean is, like, if you make the main things the main things, or like Charlamagne said in, in one of his books, <laughs> if you love what you'll do, you'll never work a day in your life. Yep. And that is so major, bro. Even just for me, like, so I, I was telling somebody this the other day. Um, my first, my, my three most important things is God, my wife, and my family. And anything mm-hmm. I do after that has to honor those three things. And if they don't, I don't do it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. creative society, though I love doing it, the moment it affects my relationship with God or affects my family, I'll stop in a heartbeat. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Or, but like, also, like, if I need to do ministry, I also need to pay bills. That's why I work these crazy hours because it honors God, it honors my wife, it honors my family. The moment that it yeah. stops, I'll quit that job. And that's the that's same cool. thing with ministry. Like, so many people, um, even pastors, like, they want so bad to be successful in ministry that they'll sacrifice those three things. The moment, bro, I kid you not, I don't care if I have a ministry of 5,000 teenagers, the moment that it affects my marriage or my family or my relationship with God, I will quit. Peace. Yeah. And not even think about it. And that's what people need to think. That's what people need to think about when being creative is if you're going to create, create, but don't let that be the most important thing. Let your main things be your main things. And if you get three likes, no, one day you'll get 3 million, but it's not going to be tomorrow. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And so Come on. keep the main thing, the main thing, man. Cause uh, so many yeah. people get stressed out. Like, Oh, I'm working and I got a girlfriend and I need to be able to go out to the club. Like you don't need a girlfriend or go out to the club to be successful. Like you need yep. to make the main things, the main things. And if, and if you don't know your main things, go write them down, <laughs> go yep. figure it out. Go write them down. Cool, uh, man. Sweet. Hey, DJ, is there anything else like following? How can people contact you? Anything else you want to say? Yeah, man. Just, you know, follow uh, Creative Society on Instagram. You guys follow me, DJ.Marin, M-A-R-I-N. I'm on Insta. And just give me love, man. I'm not superficial. I love talking to people. I love having relationships, getting to know people. Um, I love youth pastors. If you're a youth pastor, man, reach out. Let's have yeah. a relationship. I'm all about local people. Um, I, 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 I I'm a big fan of, of the big name pastors, but I'm, I'm a bigger fan of the local pastors just killing it. Yeah. Um, and so, man, reach out, man. Yeah. Sweet. Well, hey, y'all, that's DJ Marin. And thanks for listening to the Youth of the Nation podcast. Peace. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Youth of the Nation podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and don't forget to check us out next week. Also, if you want to communicate with me, there's a Google form which you can send any feedback, questions, or even a shout out to me. Go ahead and check that out in the description. And also follow me on Instagram at underscore Kybert. Again, at underscore Kybert. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram. Keep it real. Keep it love. Peace.